Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock, to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're tuned in to Grip It and Rip It, sponsored by LB's Meat Market. We're going to get started here in a second, but first, let's hear from LB's. Rip It and Rip It with Brian Scott Rippey is brought to you by LB's Meat Market. LB's, the preeminent butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. The place to go for any and all of your meat needs. Just right now, they've got the Lane Train Special, a six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet for $10. they got fresh seafood, grill packs, and a lot of different types of sausages. Put simply, if your grill is in need of meat, the only place to go in Oxford, Mississippi is LB's Meat Market. Give them a call today at 662-259-2999. That's 662-259-2999. Stop by and see them at 2008 University Avenue. That's just across the street from Kroger. It's LB's Meat Market, your butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. Pleasure. I am on vacation. I am down at a golf trip with some buddies on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We played the uh, we played the preserve today. We got two more rounds ahead of us Saturday and Sunday. We hacked the ball around okay. Got a long road ahead of us though to make it through the weekend and these golf courses down here. It's quite windy, but at the same time, there was no Thursday night game last night, so I feel like we really aren't missing a beat. On the other line, as you know, is LB's Greg. What's happening, buddy? What's going on, Rippy, man? Well, so what's vacation? That's like when you don't work and you don't have to worry about work and, you know, you just go and get to enjoy yourself. Exactly. So, like, you're, you're a hardworking man trying to run a business. You don't know what vacation <laughs> is. But me, the slapdick around, working a normal nine to five, got to take a little bit of vacation. I will say though, and on, on a serious note, working like out of this industry full time now and not having to go to the games and travel, it kind of allows for opportunities like this, which I'm extremely grateful for. And so I like, got to see some buddies. We had a nice golf trip, you know, you know hang out, going to dinner tonight. It's been a good time. Uh, we yeah. played the preserve today. I know the preserve does not sponsor this podcast. As far as I know, you're the only one dumb enough to sponsor this podcast, which I appreciate more and more every day. But I will give the preserve some credit. That was a uh, pristine golf course in great shape. We had a great time today. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to have to plan a trip and get on down there. That that package you told me about, that sounds like a, a really good deal. Uh, you definitely need to take advantage of that. But you, my friend, are the actual sponsor of this show, the star of this show. Tell me what's going on at the store. Well, let's see. We got this weekend. We got Arkansas, so we'll be able to put some a bunch of pork on the uh, the smoker and get it ready for the uh, the hog uh, hogs on Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, I think. So uh, come in tomorrow morning, get you a slab of ribs. We've already smoked a couple slabs, so if you want to just 
uh, throw some slabs of ribs in the oven and warm it up. We can do that for you. Um, cook, I'm feeding the uh, softball team tomorrow, so we'll, we'll get the, that's the first time we fed them in a, in a hot minute, so we'll be feeding them tomorrow afternoon. But, yeah, store stocked up. Zach just got done doing uh, 175 pounds of sausage. So uh, we got plenty of sausage, got plenty of steaks, got plenty of lane trains. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're ready to go tomorrow. Just uh, 10 o'clock is when we'll be open, and y'all can come in and get it. Yeah, normally I try to set the table for you by outlining the weather and why you should stand outside and grill some LB's meat. But I'll be honest, like this podcast kind of happened last minute and I wasn't able to check the weather. What's the Oxford weather like this weekend? I, I Do you know? Be, I think it's supposed to be nice. I mean, I played in the uh, Home, Home uh, Builders Association tournament at Oxford Country Club Wednesday. And I mean, it, it was like 78 degrees and not a cloud in the sky. So We've uh, been blessed with some good weather. I think it's going to be just like that this weekend. I might not, I might be wrong, but you know, I might get, um, I, I do not have a weather report for us. There you have it. Greg, the meteorologist himself, but go check him out. LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. Weather's going to be awesome this weekend. Go throw something on the grill. Greg's always got something dank. It's football season and you've got to cherish every one of these, but because before we get to these picks, you know, this was kind of the first week that we've really had major COVID problems in the Southeastern Conference, right? You had Vanderbilt and Missouri get canceled because Vanderbilt was under the 53 scholarship threshold. You had irony hit Dan Mullen in a huge way. I don't know if you saw that story, right? He got kind of, in typical Dan Mullen fashion, he got kind of upset at the fact that L, uh, that A&M, I should they had crowd noise last week. And of course, in Dan Mullen fashion, he overreacts and says, well, I wish we had 90,000 these weekends while you get them. Because, um, well, I think this this season, I would say, I don't know, Greg, you may disagree with me. I would say getting through these games and the amount of games that we played without issues is an overwhelming success. And I would think that postponements are just inevitable and part of the process. But I guess my overall point would just be enjoy you while you got them because, you know, you never know when you're going to have a pause on the season. So I would just say enjoy every week. But like I just I didn't I didn't appreciate some of the media columns this week kind of talking about the doom and gloom scenarios. I think this season has been an overwhelming success so far, being able to play games with limited fans in the stands without many issues. And I think postponements are just inevitability and you just got to roll with the punches. Thoughts? Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. I mean, you know, it's just uh this is the situation we're in. We, uh, there was about a time at three or four months ago that we didn't think that we'd have one football game, and here we are. We've knocked out four weeks of it. And, you know, yeah, we've had some, uh, co- you know, COVID cases, but, you know, uh, every program has handled it properly and handled it the way it, it should have been handled. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, that's why I've kind of turned off the whole media thing because, you know, no matter how many good stories they're out there with, you know, being going on, you know, they'll reflect on the bad stories re- real quick, too. Just All right, so, Greg, though, from your vantage point, Ole Miss is through two home weekends now. You're a local business owner, but LB's has kind of become a staple of the Oxford community, right? Like, it's not an outsider at this point. Like, everyone knows what LB's is. And I'm not just talking you up in that sense. Like, that, it's, it's true, right? Like, yeah, if you're getting I mean, meat like- in Oxford, everyone knows what LB's is. And so you're a staple of this community now. And I'm just curious— from your vantage point, you're two home weekends in, and I, I know it's not normal, so forgive me for asking a dumb question, but from your vantage point, what have the first two home football weekends been like for you as a local business owner in Oxford? Um, it's been kind of weird, you know, because, uh, you, you know, we're, we're hoping for, you know, the numbers that, you know, we expect every football weekend, but, you know, it's a weird year, so um, you just got to, you know, play your cards right and uh, take advantage of this uh, of your situations. I'm very fortunate that you know we're a local business, and you know we're you know already you know established our name to where these people can come in at you know on a Thursday afternoon late and grab some groceries, and you know not have to leave their condo and cook out uh, for the weekend, and you know not have to worry about getting reservations at the square and stuff like that. So. You know, it's been just different. It's it's just weird times. We're rolling with it. You know, we're blessed with uh, with uh, with everybody that walks in the door and mentions uh, you know your podcast, Neil McCready's podcast, and 
you know, uh, I'm just very, uh, we're very blessed with the hard work that we put in with that, the whole situation, but it's been weird, but you know, uh, we'll get through it. You know, um, uh, just, you got to keep your head down and keep grinding on this thing, you know, just, uh, try to stay away from the negatives and, you know, and just be blessed with all the positives that you've, uh, that you've brought out in this situation that's been coming about. And you just underscored it a second ago. So there is actual evidence in your store of people listening to this podcast, other than my own mother, right? We have people that listen to this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, you know, we had that one guy that dropped his Venmo, so he got $15. <laughs> so, uh, my mom said that uh, she, she listened to the podcast. She goes, that Rippy, he seems like a really nice guy. And I was like, yes, ma'am, he's good. He's a really nice guy. And Boy, so did she like, have me pegged wrong. Well, of course, you got the five-star review, and I got, you know, she's like, Greg, you talk too fast. And I was like, okay, Mom, I'll, I'll work on that, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, but yeah, no, it's just, you know, uh, it's just tough times right now. You know, uh, it's it's all going to get better. But, it, yeah, uh, there are going to be a second wave, and, you know, just got to stay positive on it. You can't get negative about uh, this situation. Before we get to the picks, as 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 we were talking about earlier, I do appreciate everyone that reaches out and says they listen to the podcast. We've had a lot of fun with this. I've had a blast picking Greg, picking games with Greg, I should say, over the last year and a half. I'll give a listener shout out this week. Cam Clark, longtime listener of the podcast. Uh, I appreciate everyone, anyone that listens to the podcast. But uh, I got word back that he has been a regular listener from a long time. From the Super Talk days, I mean, do, uh, Greg, do we need to do we need to Venmo him? Uh, I don't know. I do not know if if Cam has taken our picks, um, but if he has, we do probably owe well, him. Well, if money. he's been but a anyway. listener, I feel like that that's a, that's a that's a Venmo. That's yeah, a so, here. That's a, or if he's in the if, if Cam, if you're in the Oxford area, come by the store and and uh, mention the podcast, and I'll you know give you some ribeye sausage or some Wagyu burgers or something like that to where you can take home and put it on the grill. But let's, let's not make any mistakes about this, Cam. We do not apologize. We are just going to maybe shoot you a little bit on Venmo, but we do not apologize for our picks. Yeah, I mean, that's just what we do. We bet every game, so it is what it is. And uh, But, yes, uh, we did some Stone Cold Locks uh, for you all last week. Uh, uh, Rippy is on vacation and forgot the, uh, the tally, so uh, we're going to get – everybody's tally on those stone called locks last week and see how we did. Uh, so we'll get y'all updated on those uh, stone called locks uh, next week on the next week's podcast. Yeah. So we're getting into these games now and you just put me on blast, but that's okay. I put myself on blast. No, you're on recording it. It's all, it's all good. You're on vacation. I, I left my notepad with our picks on the table before I flew out of DFW. So we did not have the picks this week. We will double up next week. We are still going to go with our five points, okay? So you get five locks, and the rest of the games are just kind of what we pick. So same routine as last week. You ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. All right, let's roll into this. The first game we have is Auburn-South Carolina. We're going to pick all the SEC games as we do every week, and then we're going to go into the NFL games. Auburn-South Carolina at 11 a.m. South Carolina is a three-point underdog at home. Greg? This smells to me like a line that doesn't make sense, and I'm going to go with South Carolina because it doesn't make sense and no other logic provided. I mean, I'm just going to go uh, pull the trigger on the uh, Bo Nix is still overrated, and uh, didn't he show that he was overrated against a, uh, you know, not a terrible Arkansas team, you know, a very improving Arkansas team. But, uh, yeah, Bo Nix is overrated. uh, Auburn's overrated. Um, Gus Malzahn is going to be getting paid for Auburn for the next 15, 20 years of his life. Um, so yeah, we're going to go South Carolina here for sure. Yeah. That just feels like a game where Auburn's not able to move the football on any consistent basis. And South Carolina puts up two early touchdowns and it's just, they're just playing from behind the whole night. So I'm going South Carolina there. Cause I honestly, I thought the line would be larger because I don't actually think South Carolina is any good. It's like, to me, that's a five or six point line. And the fact that it's three makes me go to South Carolina because Vegas knows something that we don't know. The next one we got, the other 11 a.m. game we have in the Southeastern Conference this week is Kentucky, Tennessee. So Tennessee is minus six and a half at home against Kentucky. Uh, not going to lie here, I have no feel for this game. Where are you going on this? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I, uh, the only uh, college football I got to watch uh, last Saturday, other than the uh, 
Ole Miss game was the third quarter of the Tennessee-Georgia game. Um, Boy, that's a bad impression on Tennessee if that's the only quarter you watch, Pat. Uh, I do believe last week I was kind of semi-high on the hog about Tennessee, and uh, boy, was I terribly wrong about that. Uh, about that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, funny you say that, though, because if you watch the first half, you would think, oh, Tennessee might be a playoff contender. Because that was the emotions I went through in that game. So last weekend, I didn't have a lot going on before Ole Miss Alabama. So I kind of got to sit home and just watch football for a few hours. And you had Tennessee make that goal line stand against against Georgia last week to the end of the half to go into the half of the 21-17 lead. And you're like, oh, okay, Tennessee might have something here. And then to your point, the third quarter, it just all went to shit. Oh, yeah, disastrous. And, you know, and – <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, uh, if again, Georgia just, you know, likes to sleep around the first half and, you know, feel their uh, their opponent out, and then we're like, okay, let's start playing. Uh, you know, the, Georgia's not going to be able to do that this weekend for sure, but uh, uh, Georgia's got a good club. I'm not going to sit here and take anything away from Georgia, but that Tennessee third quarter was atrocious. Uh, we're, we're just going to chalk that up as, um, you know, uh, a, 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 a a memory in your head that you don't want to bet on that team. And uh, I like Kentucky. I think they, you know, uh, granted they didn't put the numbers up against um, uh, Mississippi State like I thought they would. I think they put up 157, but they won by 22. Um, they won a football game 24 to 2 with 156 yards of total offense. That, team, I'm going to go uh, ahead and put that out yeah. on record, Greg. I'm not a statistician, but I'm going to say that does not ever happen again. Well, I'm, and, and honestly, uh, the uh, they gave them the two points. They uh, had the uh, the uh, snapped it over their head, right? Yeah. So it was but how do you how do you have 146 yards of or 156 yards of offense and win a game by 20 points? I don't know. I mean, you know, I I don't know how, uh, how Mississippi State throws it 70 times and not not scoring points. Uh, that's just. Uh, that's just a weird stat line, and, you know, there's a lot of weird stat lines out there on a lot of different games. You can look at a soccer game, and one team had one shot on goal, and they won one nothing, and the other team had, like, 15 or 12 shots on goal. You know, it's just uh, just kind of weird stat line game. And uh, so, yeah, uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm in on Kentucky. I think Kentucky uh, is a – we said week one that Kentucky was a sleeper good team this year. I think they just – had to get a couple games underneath their belt to, to, you know, to figure things out. I like the money line here, honestly. Oh, so that, go, you're using ahead, one of your points ahead, here I'll for sure. Take that as, I'll do my lock here. I'll go Kentucky money line and we'll do the lock. All right, so your first lock is down. I'm writing that on the sheet. You have four more left. I'm actually going to fade you here. I actually like Tennessee in this spot. I don't think Kentucky has the athletes to move the football down the field consistently on Tennessee. I think Tennessee rebounds, and this, to me, screams a game that's like 24 to 6. So, you know what? You're probably going to Or what we could right. do is just take the under, you know? That's just what we should do It's just be like. Over under is uh, only forty five and a half on this game, so you're not getting I, I a lot like of leeway yeah. there. I mean, there's there. I, I literally on a live bet. I bet it would pop up like thirty four and a half on a live bet when it's like seven to nothing with four minutes to go in the second quarter. Next one we got is Ole Miss Arkansas at three o'clock. This line I think opened up, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I have this wrong, but I think Ole Miss opened up as a minus three favorite on the road. This has since dropped down to one and a half, if that is indeed the case. Um, I'll make this simple here. I think I like what Sam Pittman has done at Arkansas. I think Kendall Browse is maximizing the capabilities of Felipe Franks. I think they have a good offense. I think they have a better defense than Ole Miss. But I'm going to go Ole Miss here because I think this game is going to turn into a track meet. And while the Ole Miss defense has not really shown a lot of forms of competence, when you boil down Felipe Franks to his core, you know, his his three, two and a half years at Arkansas kind of boiled down to consistently inconsistent. And so I think if Ole Miss can score points at the pace that they pretty much scored points on everyone they played this year, Franks is going to have two just absolute giveaways. And I think that's where Ole Miss makes the difference in this game. So I'm going to go Ole Miss here. I actually really like them in this spot. Yeah, I'm 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 with you all on this for sure. With you, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, definitely tip your hat to Sam Pittman on the situation that he was at hand. You know, it's kind of almost just like a situation Lane Kiffin was uh, handed here in Oxford. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be a really really go uh, good game. A lot of people probably looked at this and were like, 
oh man, how terrible is this going to game going to be? But I think that uh, it's going to surprise people. You know, in all honestly, yes, the Ole Miss defense is bad, but if you look at Ole Miss's every game that they've played, they've gotten better, they've gotten smarter. You know, the offense. I mean, I, I think that's one of the better offenses in the country. I mean. There was one if point. anything was cemented last week, is that they're going to score points at a high enough rate to keep them in the game against any opponent they play, no matter who it is. Yeah, I mean, I watched the uh, the, the 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 game from the uh, Sky Cam or what whatever, and there was I couldn't tell you how many times I counted an off uh, an Alabama defensive lineman, defensive end, you know, just 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 blowing wind just was just, you know, just brutal about, you know, having to, you know, wait for another snap. And the snap came real quick. Ole Miss can run the ball. They've sneaky, you know, run it in a sneaky way. You know, they don't do the pistol formation and, you know, well, they do do the pistol formation, but, you know, the old school Alabama, they, you know, used to put it up in I backfield and run you over. I mean, this uh, Ole Miss is, and I, I get, I feel like the Ole Miss defense will be able to stop that that Arkansas offense. They couldn't stop the Alabama offense just because strictly because it was Alabama. I think that uh, Arkansas is a step down from uh, from Alabama offense, and I see that defense holding two or three times, and I think that's all they need is two or three times to stop. And jumping back to something you underscored earlier in that point is the fact that, like, when you go into this season, you look at this game on the schedule, and it's like this is going to be an unbearably watchable football game, but it's one of those ones where this is probably one of the only SEC wins that either one of these teams gets. But that is quickly transformed from a pretty much unwatchable football game from a quality standpoint. Like, I, I was at that Arkansas game in 2018 where Ole Miss and first-year Chad Morris met in Fayetteville in the rain, and that's one of the worst major college football games I've ever had to digest in my life. I, I always tell people that they think it's a joke, but it's like if both teams – like if there was ever a game where both teams could be awarded a loss, that was the game. It was an atrocious football game. But the fact that this game is transformed from like, hey, this is two runs like trying to beat each other up and gain an SEC win to a fascinating football game in the sense of like – when you look down Ole Miss's schedule, if they win this game, like, Greg, who can Ole Miss not beat? I'm not going to say they're going to win all their games going left because they're, of course, not. But you look down the schedule at what LSU is, at Auburn at Auburn is, you have a home game against Vanderbilt, or I say road game against Vanderbilt before you go home to South Carolina. If Ole Miss wins this game, they kind of have a shot to go on a run. It's the same thing with Arkansas, even though they still have Alabama left. This is kind of a springboard game for two first-year head coaching staffs that have done a really good job. And I think yeah. they deserve credit for that. Uh, I, I I totally have to agree with you. And you hit the uh, nail right on top of the coffin right there. That's a perfect saying. I mean, these t both of these teams were, you know, just kind of laughing stocks. And, you know, it's just, you know, they uh, don't know what was going to be. But this is going to be a really good football game. And, uh, you know, I, I know that Lane Kiffin, you know, was kind of shocked and, you know, weirded out with the fans staying after the game and, you know, cheering and everything like that, you know, um, it, it's hard. being. But he knows bad, the context. You know? He knows why that happened. And he oh, said yeah, he yeah. said all the right things and what he's supposed to say, that we came here to win football games and not cover spreads. But he knew the context of what that moment was. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and that's just it's I mean, it's just a breath of fresh air. I mean, before he even coached, before we almost played one game, you got the fresh breath of fresh air that, you needed and you wanted and you know you, there was that little hope that you're like hey you know he he can you know he can do something and obviously he has I mean not how many people knew, uh, can say they put up 45 on Alabama you know I know it's a COVID year and it's kind of a weird year but you know that's a that, that's a you know a nice feather to put your hat on granted you know he, he didn't recruit those defensive players and he, you know, has hired two people to recruit those defensive players. We will get those defensive players that everybody tweets, hey, come to the SIP. I mean, they're going to come because uh, there's some uh, opportunities on that defense to where you can step in and get playing time in the SEC right out the get. And uh, I have to, you know, get to say one little uh, thing about it. Uh, Kenny uh, Yaboa, man, he <clears> – <throat> man, he's a stud. I mean, he's literally – um, 
he's propelled himself into you know one of the top uh, tight ends coming in uh, into the NFL draft next year for sure. I'm sorry, what is that I hear? Uh, that sounds Yeboa. like a Kenny. That sounds like a Kenny Yaboa special at at yeah. LBs. Is, is he as he earned <laughs> as the Yankees earned their pinstripes? Has Kenny Yaboa earned a chance to get Man. a piece of meat named after him at LBs? I mean, you know, uh, I know the. Uh, the uh, admissions office would send me a letter that say I can't set, say anything that refers to anybody on the team, which I really did get an email like that. Uh, but yeah, I would I, print that I, out and piss on it and send it back to him. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean that's just it's awkward, man. I mean it was just it, it literally was you know whenever it was uh, we were playing Tulane on the road and uh, Thomas Dillard hit one that probably still hadn't landed. And it was like a 3-0 fastball right down the middle. And I think we were, I think that game ended up being like 12-something to two, like something ridiculous. So I literally tweeted, it was like, let's do the, you know, the the 3-0, you know, 3-0 home run special or something like that. And I tweeted at them and they literally, you know, was like, hey, you can't do that. Will you please remove the tweet? So anyway. Yeah, I've man. got this covered for you. What's your favorite sausage think, in LBs I right think now? The, I think the KY84 uh, fillet, uh, I mean, uh, ribeye would be would be a, a good little special. The okay, King that's a nice. <laughs> that's a nice loophole. I was going to do something less subtle. So, what's your favorite sausage at LBs right now? Man, you know we've already got that Swayze sausage, and that's a pretty good uh, name for the for the beer, bacon, cheese, and jalapeno. Um, yeah, but I need one that doesn't have a name. I think you know the ribeye sausage, but okay. So everyone, go ask everyone, go into LBs and do not ask for the Kenny Yaboa sausage. Wink, wink, ribeye. Got it covered. Yeah. yeah. So you'll get. So if you literally mention our little fun little podca- podcast that everybody listens to in the world. And, you know, shout out to my mom. Say, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, give me a five-star review next time. I know, I know I'm your son, but, you know, come on, give me some love, too. Uh, right. Yes, the, so, the, the, the Kenny Yaboa sausage special. Come in and literally let us know that you're listening to the podcast, and we're going to give you a link of ribeye sausage, which is the best sausage you'll ever try. Just in case, so we don't commit a violation. No one listening to this podcast, no one go to El, go to Greg's store, and no one ask for the Kenny Yaboa sausage. Do not do it. That fair? Yeah, there we go. All right, only two SEC games this week because uh, two SEC games left this week, I should say, because of the cancellations. We have two more to rip through before we get to the NFL. Mississippi State, man, they're giving five points at home to a Texas A&M team where you don't know what you're getting on a given week. And, man, I'm not going to lie. Like, after I didn't watch a ton of Mississippi State last week because Ole Miss was on at the same time. But And I hate taking road favorites, particularly in college football. But I'm go- until Mississippi State proves they can score a touchdown, I'm going A&M here. Like, yeah, is the book out on the air raid? I would hope not, but, man, that was rough. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it, it's uh, – what is that uh, that tweet where it's uh, Scooby-Doo where they pull the uh, the mask over the head and it's really, you know, somebody else that's underneath it? You know, like, get the K.J. Casella, everybody's like, oh, I, we, we love him. He's the – man, he's – it, it caught up to him. It really caught up to him. I think that um, the, the speed and, you know, the I don't I think it's a bad I think it's a bad gig, man. And uh, I actually really like Texas A&M. I think they might have turned the corner. Um, you know, the the hot that seat got a little bit hot. I think uh, yesterday, uh, Monday morning, when after that Alabama loss, so I think Jimbo Fisher. You know, Mises uh, stepped it up, and a big win over Florida always helps that. So I think some confidence gets uh, gets taken there, and they go on the road. I think they roll here, man. I think uh, I think uh, State's in trouble. I agree. So actually backtracking here a little bit, because I like Ole Miss in the spot at minus one and a half. So my first LB's lock of the week is going to Ole Miss, and my second one is actually going to A&M. I like both of those teams on the road. In that spot there. So I only have three left. I'm using both of those in both of those spots. I just didn't point it out at the time. But I agree, man. Like, look, I don't know. I don't know if Leach. I don't know if Leach is going to work in the long term. Yeah. I mean, this is a nice two-game parlay. 
you know, you, you, you take a um, and M here, you take the reps and you sit back and you, you know, get a bottle of bourbon and a nice glass of uh, a nice glass and a nice uh, set of rocks available. And then you get to go. Uh, that's, I think that's money in the bank. My whole take on Leach the whole time has been that I don't know if it's going to work long term. I didn't think he had the skill personnel to be successful this year, and I thought it was going to be really bad for Mississippi State. And then they won that first game at LSU before you kind of knew what LSU was, and it was like, okay, maybe I'm really, really wrong. Yeah. And then well, LSU goes to loses at Missouri to have a bunch of dudes out with COVID and a quarterback making his first ever start. And then state doing what they did the last two weeks, and I—I I mean, not to rub it in, I'm wrong all the time, but I do think I'm right on this one in the sense that there—I think state is really going to struggle this year. They do not have the personnel to run that offense. I like A and M. Yeah, I, I think we're definitely right on this. I mean, like I said, uh, if you if you want some, uh, if you want a nice little parlay action, just go with the the Rebs and uh, go with A and M here and. Um, count your money here uh, Sunday, and then we'll start uh, making some money on these NFL picks. As we shift to NFL in a second, keep in mind you still have four locks left. I have three. I used one on Ole Miss, and I used one on Mississippi State. But before that, we do have one more SEC game before we switch to the NFL. And this is honestly probably, if you're talking about college football games in the regular season, game of the year, one of the better games we'll see in a while. It is Georgia-Alabama. And this line has gone all over the place from two and a half to four and a half all over the place. Nick Saban probably not coaching, though there was a report out today that he tested negative and he needs three negative tests. And I don't know which like I don't know what the negative test today was in terms of the number like that he needs to coach tomorrow. But there's an outside shot that he coaches tomorrow. And if you believe in the SEC higher powers, I'm going to bet Nick Saban's on the sideline tomorrow. Just a hunch. This game, as we speak of it on a Friday night, Greg, is Georgia plus four and a half. Where are you rolling on this? Man, I think this is going to be a really good football game. You know, I think if there's a prop bet that uh, will Nick Saban be on the sidelines, I'm pretty sure somebody is taking action on that. I will definitely bet. uh, I mean, I'll bet at least uh, whatever I need to bet on, he will be on the sidelines. There's, I mean, I promise you. Nick Saban's going to be on the sidelines. I don't care if he this that was his first, you know, uh, you know, negative test. He will be on the sidelines. I mean, that's just yeah, exactly, I exactly, see, exactly what you said, how, right? Like, if he has works. one negative test, what are the odds that uh, the other two do not conveniently turn up negative? Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you we know, all know where this is going. Greg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you saw the. The uh, the pass interference called on Ole Miss when the one time they actually had the time the opportunity to stop that stop that offense, it was the worst call ever. But you know we just that's how that works. So yes, Nick Saban will will find out and work the system, and he will be on that sideline Saturday. And I just I mean again I think our, uh, uh, Georgia's got a great club, but you know it just that that Alabama defense did show vulnerability on the hurry up offense but Georgia does not run the hurry up offense you know they run the same offense that Alabama runs you know Alabama you know sees that offense every more every morning you know they practice against it you know so um and t- it, i think the only shot is that if you know Georgia goes in the hurry up they watch the Ole Miss film they realize they're like, hey, look, if we, you know, we have the athletes to run this offense, maybe run a package early to see if it works, and, you know, because, but it's really hard for, a, you know, offense that doesn't run that hurry up to literally, you know, start picking it up and doing it, you know, especially against Alabama. Uh, so uh, I think it's just going to be, you know, comes down to the end. I think uh, Alabama is just uh, in, a be- in a better situation, and I just don't think, uh, Kirby Smart's going to be the guy that knocks off the uh, first one to knock off Nick Saban. So I don't even necessarily disagree with anything you said there at all, but I'm actually going to go the opposite and make the case for it against my better judgment. I'm going to go Georgia here. I saw a stat earlier this week is like the last eight times that the number one offense and the number one defense in college football have squared off against each other. The number one defense is six and two. And when you talk about the way these two teams have met in the last half decade is what's that, you know, there's that ridiculous stat to where 
uh, Georgia has led 118 of the 120 something minutes that these two have played the last time they played each other and lost both football games, which is just an insane stat to try to wrap your head around. I think this is the most vulnerable Alabama has been in a while, particularly if Saban doesn't coach particularly with the way the defense is right now. They're still figuring it out. I think Alabama's still in the playoff at the end of the year, but I think Georgia kind of finally makes a statement here with Kirby, and I think Georgia wins here. But at the same time, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you say in that sense. Like, I could see the game playing out the other way as well. But I'm going to go on the other side here. I think uh, Kirby and Georgia finally get it done. And I I will have to agree with you on the, the if Georgia gets it done, it's it, I, I'm just gonna hit this angle because you know the game really doesn't matter. Alabama knows they are going to be in the playoff contention re- regardless of whenever that is. You know, um, so I can see you know uh, Alabama counting this as a you know a really not that important game, but you know Georgia going all in and you know and uh, and, and actually kind of winning the game, but. I'm just going to take uh, knowledge, uh, uh, the smart route, and I'm just going to take Nick Saban until he loses. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm looking forward to that one because we're going to get off the golf course tomorrow and kind of head back either to uh, like the sports book or one of our buddies' house that lives down here. And yeah, you got to get probably that watch book. that from start to finish, and it's going to be fantastic. Surely there's going to be a couple uh, screens at uh, Keeneland, so you can watch a couple horse races, so you can couple. Get your buddies and uh, throw up, throw down on a couple horses. If you make my friend some money on horse racing, Greg, you'll become a cult hero in a second. Oh, it's it was awkward. We played in that tournament, and you know, uh, my buddy Jay, he's like, uh, "Are we gonna watch the horses?" And you know, I've I've been yeah. So we watched the first race, and I literally picked the winner on the first race. And he's like, "Oh man, we're gonna have a good day." And I was like, "No, we're not gonna bet another game. We're gonna play. You know, we're gonna play golf. You know, I didn't come out here on the golf course at 80 degrees, you know, to watch the horses and you know play golf too. So uh, I, I literally picked the winner in the first race, and then uh, turned it off and enjoyed the golf course." That's the end of the college games for this week in terms of the SEC. Let's quickly switch to the league where they play for pay, to quote Mike Francesa. A lot of games this week. NFL's pretty much mostly passed its COVID issues, right? It kind of got rocky the last couple weeks with the Denver Broncos, Pats postponement, the Titans and their COVID issues. It seems like you've finally gotten past that this week, knock on wood. Got a full slate of NFL games this week. We're starting off at the top with kind of a disgusting game between two teams that somehow have a winning record. Carolina's minus one and a half at home against the Bears. I want to make this simple. I don't really believe in Nick Foles, and I think Carolina's pretty good. I'm going Carolina here at home. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I like Carolina a lot here. Um, you know, just how how the Bears win, I just don't know how they win. They just uh, – they're losing the whole game, and then you you press refresh – with like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and they're winning. So uh, that's kind of a weird Bears team. Uh, can't get a good beat on them. Uh, I will, what we do need to go before uh, uh, we get in the NFL, uh, would you pick uh, Florida or LSU uh, in the COVID game? So we can mark that down when they do play, who will take. I, uh, I would have gone LSU, honestly. Greg, that podcast is for December 11th when they play well, on yeah, December 12th. yeah, we could have marked right now and then changed our minds. Anyway. I'll go Florida minus whatever, dude. LSU's defense is terrible. Okay. All right, well, I'll get with you on Florida. Uh, but, yes, I have to agree with you on this. Uh, I, um, I like Carolina here. Jacksonville is plus three at home against the Detroit Lions. I don't think this is – this is like like in terms of my brain on betting on the NFL, this is like the ultimate conflict – of all time because I can't quit the Lions because with Kenny Galladay, they have a pretty good offense and I like Gardner Minshew and the Jags are not terrible. Like even if you watch that game against Houston last week, their kicker missed two kicks. They screwed up inside the red zone four times. Like they're not a terrible football team, but I'm going to go with my gut here and go Jacksonville because this screams Matt Patricia choke game. A 12 yeah. o'clock game in Jacksonville where De- Detroit has led the whole game and they choke in the fourth quarter. I'm going Jacksonville. I think Detroit is a better team, but this screams Lions choke. Well, I mean, you know, I might uh, I might tell Matt that he needs to take a break on Sunday and, you know, let me coach the team, get away with it, you know, and I can coach that team to 
a, a victory, you know, better than he can. I promise you. Anyway, I have to agree with you on this. I know this that we're not trying to take each other's side on, you know, these bets, but you know, I, I like Gardner Mitchie. I mean, they they are they're playing good. They're just, you know, it, it's when the kicker misses two field goals like that. I mean, that's a that's a swing, you know, especially, you know, how bad Houston. It changed the whole game. Yeah, especially how bad Houston's playing. You know, they're kind of desperate for a win. I mean, they were what zero and five, so uh, that's a tough uh, tough beat. Uh, I like where Jacksonville's going. I think they've got some uh, some guys that you know uh, uh, you know like the paycheck and like uh, like playing football for a living. So I, I'm going to go with the heart and the soul pick here. I like Jacksonville a lot here. To rewind real quick, as I went through my notes, I forgot my uh, third lock is Carolina. I love Carolina over. Uh, the Bears minus one and a half. So that's my third LB's lock of the week. You still okay, got four well, to play go, with. I'm going to go that. Jacksonville lock. I, I mean, you know. I mean, okay, so I that's your second one. Nice. I know this is random, but I mean, you know, I know there's some uh, better uh, bets on the board, but uh, I feel like, you know, Jacksonville is a better team here. And, and uh, you know, and I, I don't look like Matt Patricia. Perhaps the stay away game of the decade. Atlanta Falcons fresh off of firing Dan Quinn or plus four at the Minnesota Vikings, who I think are kind of good despite being one in three and just had an absolutely inexplicable loss to the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football this week, in part thanks to DK Metcalf just being an absolute beast. But, you know, as big of a DK Metcalf or Seahawks fan as you might be, the fact that Minnesota lost that game the way they did at the end of that game was just almost inexplicable. Uh, Minnesota is minus four here at home. This is like the stay away game of the decade, but I guess I'll go Minnesota because Atlanta sucks and I don't think Minnesota sucks. That's pretty much my logic there. Yeah. Um, try not to spend a lot of time on this because, uh, we probably put a piece of paper over the screen so we didn't have to watch it for the first like three quarters and then take the piece of paper off in the fourth quarter and be like, Oh God! There's a reason why we t- uh, put a piece of paper over this TV screen. Um, you know, I, I, we've been we've been agreeing on everything. I, I'll take Atlanta. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna. Uh, Greg, uh, pull the I, needle out of your arm, son. We're done with Atlanta. I know, but I'm just like I said. Uh, okay, so I took Arkansas because they won that first game and they build confidence. Like winning that first game, regardless of how bad you are, is a confidence. They didn't win. Oh, I thought they won. I thought uh, Atlanta won last weekend. Hell no, they didn't win. They oh, Carolina okay. beat them in the second half. Oh, Are you okay, sticking yeah. with Atlanta? So yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot. We we renamed the. Okay, so yes, we're uh, we're taking uh, we're taking. What's that terrible quarterback from Minnesota? Yeah, we're taking him. Next one, another disgusting one. Tennessee Titans minus three and a half against the Texans. Titans, after their COVID bye week, looked amazing against the Bills. This feels like a trap line, but Vegas, take my money here. I'm going Titans. I think the Texans turned the football over too much. Titans minus three and a half. Easy. Uh, you know, I, I hate to agree with you again on this, but uh, I'm not going to agree with you because we don't need to be on the same page with every bet. But, like, I think this is the, the, the bet you're going to go wrong because I know you like the Titans and they played such a wonderful game on Tuesday night, which was random. Um, so, yes, uh, I, I, I think the short week kind of clips them here. Uh, I, 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 like the other, uh, I like the other side here. I think uh, Houston might have finally uh, found their right uh, process. And I'm not saying Bill O'Brien is, uh, is a bad coach. I just I mean – just think it was time for a, a, a new a, a, a breath of fresh air. So I'm going to go Houston right here. I like it. Okay, the way you're talking, and I, don't don't let me peer press you into this, but the way you were talking smells like a meat sharp money line. Yeah, I I, I, I really want. I, I'm kind of feeling the underdogs this weekend, just because you know I like a dog, uh, a good dog. But I, there's a there's another uh, lock I got I got. I got, actually, I got two locks up my sleeve. I'm just waiting for them. As we go down the board, fair enough. This next one's pretty easy. New York Giants are minus three at home against the Washington professional football team. I can't believe we have to do this, Craig, but we made our own rules and we're not allowed to break the rules unless you want to break the rules. But I'm not breaking the rules because there are no rules on this podcast. Makes perfect sense, right? New York is minus three at home against the Washington professional football team. I have forbidden myself. I have also forbidden you, but you're also a grown up and I can't control what you do. 
against betting against any of your football team. So I'm going with Washington here uh, just because I'm a, uh, I'm a good guy that goes by the rules. You're free to do what you want. Yeah, man, you know, uh, you literally named the Washington football team like two different things in that little, in that little spat. So, I mean, I, I still, they ha- uh, like they have no identity. I mean, I will give a shout out to Alex Smith. I mean, congratulations on, you know, uh, get back on the field and you know uh i mean like that that was in, that was incredible that was a good right story. is it possible to love a story and hate watching at the same time because it was yeah. an incredible comeback but watching aaron donald go after him every pass after pass yeah. was like, I, this is uncomfortable yeah i mean you know you see like the videos of him like i'm gonna you know come back and everything and like literally he comes back and like the defensive play, like, I think Aaron Donald's won it two years in a row, like, two years in a row, and the guy, like, picks up 6'6", 300-pound, you know, offensive guard and tackles, like, literally, you know, just knocks him out the way. Uh, you know, you, you got to feel for the guy. But, um, you know, <laughs> the Giants are terrible, man. Good Lord. They literally, they, uh, they ran a trick play against the Cowboys, and they literally pulled it off. But the somebody didn't get on the uh, line, so they didn't. They had a it, uh, an an eligible. Uh, uh, it was an eligible player downfield. It was hilarious. Um, with that being said, you know that sounds like the perfect time to bet on a really bad football team. So I'm going to take the Giants here. I like the Giants here. Let's go with the Giants. Jesus, dude, we have rules for a reason. Well, we don't write them down. You know that's our problem. That, we yeah, don't we don't have real things. rules. All right, so you're going Giants. Next one is uh, Steelers, minus three and a half at home against the Browns. This is my other bold play of the week. I like what the Browns are doing. They have a power running game even without Nick Chubb. They're complimenting Baker Mayfield. Browns money line here, and I'm putting it as my lock, my fourth lock of the week. What do you think about that? Well, I'm going to go with the lock of the week here, and I'm going to take the Steelers. I mean, we're going to go go uh, head-to-head high school locks. I mean, you know, we'll just let the listeners, uh, you know, listen to each side. I think the Steelers are sneaky good. They they haven't been on the highlights. There's nothing crazy about them. They, you know, they get it done. Um, I, I like that. You know, I don't like the glamour. I like it. You know, you show up and you get your uh, your job done, and you you go and you you know do the do the thing the next day. So I like Steelers a lot here, and I'm going to go with my ice cold lock here. Let's do the Steelers here. Eagles plus nine at home against the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens, if they have a core existence, is they beat the dog shit out of bad football teams. So this might be the actual test in terms of the Philadelphia Eagles. Are they bad? Or watch them a couple of times and you think, okay, maybe they have something here. And then you watch them other weeks and you're like, this football team is incompetent. Against my better judgment, I'll go uh, Eagles here plus nine. I think that's too many points for the Eagles to be down at home, even though I don't necessarily believe they'll ever actually be in this game. But I think that's too many points. Yeah, wouldn't if the an Eagles win, wouldn't they put wouldn't that put them like first in the division or tied for first? I think tied really with the bad. Cowboys, depending on the result of the Cowboys Sunday. God, that's really that's a really bad division. And you know, especially with Dak going out, that's that division's up for grabs. Um, you know, this actually seems like a really trap bet here. I know that uh, you know, people think Baltimore's, you know, can beat everybody but the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, um, Lamar Jackson wasn't so special for me last uh, last weekend, but um, let's 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 uh, let's go with Baltimore. Uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll go against you on this one. I, I like I like Baltimore on this. Indianapolis minus seven and a half at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. If the Cincinnati Bengals had an offensive line, they'd probably be a playoff team. And now, on the other hand, because they don't, you're worried about Joe Burrow's safety. And I say that as someone who makes fun of most of the people sometimes talking about how unsafe football is. But, man, you watch him week after week, take hit after hit, and you're like, please, God, let him last seven years. That said, I think Phillip Rivers is washed. I think he's going to put a couple of turnovers on a average at best Cincinnati defense. And I actually like Joe Burrow and the Bengals here. Joey covers, plus seven yeah. and a half, too many points. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, screw it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, and uh, I think I took uh, the Bengals last weekend, or maybe I'm not, you know, uh uh, these podcasts, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we bet so many games, we forget, uh, what all we, what all we bet. But, uh, with that being said, 
Joe Burrow, uh, what team out there would trade, you know, half their whole team for Joe Burrow right now? I mean, the kid's a gamer. Uh, he's a good football player. He, he might not ever be on a good football team, you know, but um, that it's just it, it's tough for him right now. And I think this uh, season's going to be very uh, – very similar to Peyton Manning's first season. I don't think Peyton Manning won a, uh, a game his first season at all. So, um, you know, you learn from it. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati, they'll, they'll, they'll do the right thing. They'll, uh, you know, uh, maybe trade Mixon. They can get a lot for Mixon. But uh, they need to do something with that because that, uh, that kid's special. I, I really like the Cincinnati bet, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on the Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati here. Let's go with it. Just think it's too many points. The marquee game, there's only – because of COVID rescheduling, there's only two late games, which I would be interested to see how Red Zone handles that because Scott Hansen and poor Andrew Lasiciano, however the hell you say his last name, uh, are going to have to go back and forth between two games in the late afternoon window. I don't know how that's going. But the marquee game of the late afternoon game is the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Green Bay Packers are a pick em. I'll make this simple, Greg. I think the Green Bay Packers are a Super Bowl contender. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are really talented, but they do too much dumb shit. And so I like the Packers here, money line, easy. That's my fifth block of the week. I love the Packers here. Yeah, uh, you need to uh, – Andrew Siciliano, his last name's Ears. He's got the uh, – Andrew Ears. He's got the he's he's the one with the big ears, right? Yes. Red, Red Zone Channel. Yeah, yeah. And, Andrew Ears. Yeah, I, that's uh that's why I used to call Andrew Ears. Uh, you know, I have to agree with you on the Green Bay. I mean, I'm sitting here trying not to um, agree with you on you know other things and take your bets, but uh, I think it's a smart play, and I honestly think that uh, it's uh it's a it's it's one of those locks. How many do I got two? Yeah. Oh man, how many more games I got? Only four. No, you got five left. Excuse me, five. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you enjoy your lock here, and then you go five and zero this week, and that way you can, uh, you can get on that high horse uh, on the podcast next week. But I'm, I'm gonna agree with you. I like, I like Green Bay here. I think they're legit. All it took was, uh, you know, draft a quarterback, and it, it lights a fire under uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's, in the, he's another player. Rams Niners. This game has gone offline on the side I'm currently looking at, but uh, it was originally, I believe, the Niners plus three and a half point underdog against the Rams. Niners have looked terrible. Rams have looked pretty good, but I'm going to go Niners here despite even if they start CJ Beathard, whoever the hell they start, they have quarterback issues. I think they have the Super Bowl hangover, but this feels like the kind of win where they just rally around them, and I think that's too many points at home. Going Niners. Yeah, I like the Rams here. I just I feel like the Rams are a better team. I mean, you know, uh, uh, um, CJ Befford. Yeah, what, is that a running back? <laughs> He's a quarterback. They have Nick Mullins and CJ Befford, and they have all kinds of issues because they don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm curious to see what direction they go in that in the short term because he got benched last week. They said it was just to protect his health, but I don't buy that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I like Aaron Donald. I think that he can change a game at any time of the thing. I, I mean, you know, I think the Rams are a better team. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to dabble here. Let's go with the Rams. Uh, let's go with the lock since, uh, since I've got uh, two left. Uh, one left one. then. All right, that, that, that's fair. Probably, I'm, Greg, I'm going to make a bold statement here. This may be the most disgraceful line in the history of NFL line betting. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Hold on. I just sat down. I opened up a new beer. I'm ready. I was about to say, you'd sit down for this one. The two and three Miami Dolphins, okay, who dominated Pittsburgh last week. I'll give them credit. Or not Pittsburgh. They dominated San Francisco, I should say, last week from start to finish and looked really, really good are minus nine and a half at home against the Jets. The two and three Ryan Fitzpatrick Miami Dolphins are favored by a touchdown and two and a half points against anyone. Does that not show how bad the Jets are? If you break this rule, I might punch you through the phone. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Well, okay. So, <clears throat> I, Greg. Okay, like five weeks ago, or I think maybe six weeks ago, on our first podcast, we did uh, NFL predictions of. Uh, uh, who's going to win the division? And I was literally all over the Rams. I think, I mean, not the Rams, the Dolphins. I was literally all over the Dolphins. And I think that, and when when Vegas 
when Vegas puts a number out there for you and you think it's absurd and there's no way you would take it, you take it. I like the Dolphins here, and I really want to take my lock, but I want to save my lock because I got one more up my sleeve. But I think the Dolphins absolutely roll. I mean, if you I'm spinning to- my last one here. This is too easy. To your yeah. point, it makes no sense, but it's going to happen, right? Uh, I mean, uh, you listeners out there, uh, look up Adam Geis' uh, um, introduction and just look at his face and look how special he was, he is. You know, like that just l- literally sums up how bad the New York Jets are. Lane we Kiffin got uh, yeah. We got three more to roll through really yeah. quick because I got to get uh, – We, we need the Dolphins here. here. I like it. Love. Rescheduled game, Broncos-Pats. Broncos are plus nine against the Pats. This feels like a tempting game to uh, take the Broncos because of their defense, but I'm not doing it. Cam's back. Patriots roll minus nine. I agree. Let's go next. Um, Arizona, the original Monday Night Football game, this is a fascinating game. Dallas Cowboys, Andy Dalton quarterbacking them against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona is a minus one and a half road favorite. My last lock of the week, if I have one, if I don't, I'm breaking the rules. Love Dallas here. Dallas is winning this football game. Andy Dalton is good. People don't give enough credit for Andy Dalton because of the dysfunction that happened around him his last half decade in Cincinnati. He's not a bad quarterback. Arizona is not that good. This is an absurd line to me. I love Dallas here. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason why I had one uh, lock. And, uh, you know, uh, one of my first things that I learned to do was always take the dog on Monday night, regardless if the game was scheduled for Monday night or being played on Monday night. I like Dallas a lot, and I'm going to go with my last lock here. Thanks thanks for reminding me that I got my last lock. Did I steal your thunder there? That's my bad. No, that's all good. Hey, you know we're hey, uh, we're like the we're like we're like the best podcast. I, I think we're. Gonna I was gonna say our minds are thinking alike. It's good. I think, brain I power. think we're gonna crack the top fifteen. I think I'm gonna have to look it up on that damn uh, iTunes and see if we crack the 15, top fifteen on uh, after this uh, podcast. Last one, Greg. Before we get out of here, another game that was moved from Thursday to Monday because of the Titans' COVID issues, where we have Chiefs Bills, which is going to be a fantastic football game, in my opinion. The Bills are plus four and a half at home against the Chiefs. I watched Egg last week against the uh, Raiders. They lost at home. Um, I know this is probably a trap because the Chiefs are going to rebound and beat the hell out of whoever they play. But I like the Bills here. The Bills are too good of a team to be uh, underdog by four and a half points here. The uh, the Chiefs the Chiefs are going to be there at the end of the year, but I don't think they're really that interested right now. So I'm going Bills here, plus four and a half. I mean, you know um, – I- this is going to be a really good quarterback matchup. I didn't think that anybody would even say that uh, heading into this season, but uh, you know that Josh Allen's a stud. He's he's a good player, and uh, that Tennessee came to play last weekend. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I mean, they literally played a really good game. Buffalo's good. Um, Kansas City, you know, won the Super Bowl last year, and uh, Mahomes is uh, is pretty legit, but. Um, you got to give credit to Los Angeles, uh, to Las Vegas. I would say Los Angeles uh, Raiders. Uh, you got to give credit to Las Vegas. They had a good game plan. I, I, I like it. I, I'm going to go the other side. I'm going to take Kansas City. I like it. We're opposite a lot this week, Greg. We'll have to settle out next week when I have my actual notepad and we'll actually get to set up our records. But hey, that was it. We're through week five or week six, I should say, of the National League football season. Week. Four of the SEC season. This was a blast, dude. I enjoyed it again. Go check him out. LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. Follow our picks. Fade our picks. We don't give a shit. Whatever makes you money. Appreciate it, dude. I'll see you next week. Yeah, man. You enjoy your vacation, man. Uh, two rounds of golf. Uh, hopefully, you got some good. Uh, hopefully, they'll t- turn the uh, the fan down, and you can enjoy uh, a nice uh, two two rounds uh, down there on the beach. That sounds enjoyable. I'm either going to live under par or live at the bar, Greg. Well, just make sure the cooler's full whenever you, you know, start. That usually is a bit, that's, that's usually a, a good start. We hope everyone has a great weekend. We appreciate you tuning in again. We really, really appreciate the support. All of you sending us nice messages. It does not go unnoticed. We really appreciate it. Same time next week, friend. All right, man. Y'all appreciate y'all. Y'all stay safe and, uh, 
y'all, you know, come by the store, you know, mention the, uh, the, the sausage special or just mention something on the podcast. Uh, I'll be at the store all day tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, we'll be open Sunday from uh, one to one to six, and uh, we'll have we'll be stocked up, ready to go. So y'all come and see us. We'll get you taken care of. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 